ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فيا عباد الله الله سبحانه وتعالى has commanded us with belief in certain affairs from amongst those are affairs of the unseen from that which is the knowledge of the unseen and that is mentioned as one of the characteristics of the believers the believers the mu'minun who have iman in the unseen and that is one of the tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon us whom from amongst us will have that certainty of iman in the unseen and who from amongst us will have doubt and uncertainty so from the affairs of the unseen from the ilmul ghayb is all of that which will occur to a person after death <coughs> after death al hayatul barzakhiyah when all of us will live the life of the barzakh when all of us will exit from this world and enter into the life of the barzakh within the barzakh there are many things that occur from them is the fitnatul qabr that is the questioning of the angels man rabbuka wa ma deenuka wa man nabiyuka and similarly in the barzakh there is the adhabul qabr wa na'imuh the punishments of the grave and the blessings 
all of these affairs are established from the unseen and we have iman in all of these affairs of the unseen even from the time of death when a person is in that final moment before death al-ihtidar when a person is dying the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us how the soul of a person exits from his body and it's mentioned that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said tasilu kama tasilu al-qatira min fi al-siqa that the soul of a person it flows out from his body just like the water flows out from the vessel with ease the soul of a believer exits that does not mean that there will be no difficulties at the time of death difficulties are experienced difficulties and pain they occur at the time of death but the soul of the believer on the whole exits with ease the righteous and the pious <coughs> as for the soul of the disbelievers then it exits with great difficulty it exits with difficulty like a claw that is pulled out of wet wool a claw that is pulled out of wet wool it rips that wool as it comes out it is ripped out from him just like the hook is ripped out from the wet wool and it rips everything out the soul of a disbeliever exiting from his body and then after that as we mentioned the fitnatul qabr when al-munkar wal-nakir they will come to a person it mentions in the hadith that they are aswadani azraqani black and blue in their appearance and they come and they sit the person up in his grave <coughs> and then they ask him those three questions as for the believers then they will be able to answer and as for the disbelievers then they will not and that is what Allah said in the Quran يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ يعني فتنة القبر that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the believers firm and upright with a strong and established statement in the life of this world and in the afterlife. What is the upright and established statement in the afterlife? That is the answering of the questions in the questions of the grave. And that is the tafsir from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself. 
Then similarly as we said, there are the punishments of the grave and there are the blessings of the grave. As for the punishments of the grave, then that is mentioned in the Quran, it is mentioned in the Sunnah, it is mentioned how Fir'aun for example, يُعْرَضُونَ عَلَى النَّارُ وَدُوَّنُ that they are being presented and punished upon the fire day and night day and night they are being punished upon that fire then on the day of judgment on that day of judgment then they are taken out and placed into the more severe punishment and that is the punishment of the hellfire and that is what establishes the punishment of the grave the punishment of the grave that Pharaoh and his people are upon the fire and that they are being punished upon that day and night then they are removed from the fire of the barzakh into the fire of hellfire this is a proof for the punishment of the grave another proof is the hadith of ibn abbas where he said that the prophet وسلم, he used to teach us this dua just like he used to teach us a surah from the quran اللهم إني أعوذ بك من عذاب القبر ومن عذاب جهنم ومن فتنة المحيا والممات ومن شر فتنة المسيح الدجال In this one you see اللهم إني أعوذ بك من عذاب القبر فلو الله I seek refuge in you from the punishment of the grave So that again highlights and proves and establishes the reality of the punishment of the grave and then also the blessings of the grave there are narrations that the souls of the believers or the martyrs they will be in the green birds flying on the lanterns in paradise upon the throne this is from the blessings of the grave similarly it mentions how the disbelievers a door is opened to Jahannam and then all of those evil smells and the heat and the poisons they come into his grave and he will say Ya Rabbi la tuqim sa'ah Oh my Lord do not establish the hour but as for the believer a door is opened to paradise so all of the beautiful smells and the beauty of paradise comes through to him in his grave and so he says ya rabbi aqim sa'ah oh my lord establish the hour so this is certainly affirmation of the existence of these affairs in the afterlife known as al-hayatul barzakhiyah the life in the barzakh that we will all go through the fitnatul qabr that we will all experience the punishments or the blessings of the grave that we will all experience and then after that will be the establishment of the hour when the horn is blown 
when the trumpet is blown, Israfil alayhi salam blows that horn, he blows and the establishment of the day of judgment occurs, then the people are resurrected, resurrected the earth will throw out all of what it had, when the earth will shake, it's tremendous shaking, it will shake, it's tremendous shaking and quaking, and all of its contents, meaning all of those buried within it, they will then be extracted from it, all of them will be resurrected, the ba'ath, when they are all brought back again for the hisab, for the accountability on that day. These are all from the affairs of ilmul ghayb to us. They are all from the affairs of the unseen to us. But that is a part of the test of the iman of a mu'min. Who are those with the certainty in their iman? And who are those with the weakness in their iman? As for those who have the certainty in these affairs and that they will occur, then they will be stronger in their practice of the religion. They will be stronger in their fear of Allah. But as for those who have weakness in their iman, weakness in their iman regarding these affairs of the unseen, then they are the ones more likely to fall away into sinning and wrongdoing in this world, not recognizing and not giving importance to what will occur to them after death, not recognizing and giving importance to the trial of the grave that will certainly occur, to the punishments of the grave that will occur. These are all facts. And they are all established within the Sunnah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Nabiyina Muhammadu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Faya ibadallah. It is important for us to recognize all of these matters that the Qur'an and the Sunnah has informed us of. To recognize what will happen in the Akhirah. To recognize that this world is only temporary and we are passing through it. Just as the Prophet said, كُنْ فِي الدُّنْيَا كَأَنَّكَ غَرِيبٌ be in this world as though you are a stranger or a passerby. Your time is limited here. When the man came to the Prophet وسلم, and he said to him, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, when will the day of judgment be? When will the hour be? So the Prophet وسلم, said to him, what have you prepared for it? It doesn't matter when it's going to be. We do not know when it's going to be. The important thing 
The important thing is have you prepared for that day whenever it comes, when the accountability happens on that day, Filmizan, in the weighing scale, in the balance, when your good deeds will be put on one side and your bad deeds will be put on the other side and maybe that is your books of good deeds and your books of bad deeds the weighing will occur every good deed you did and every bad deed you did to see whether you have more good deeds or whether you have more bad deeds so it is important for a person to recognize how to use his time in this world recognize that your time is limited to do your righteous actions to do your worship and to increase in your number of good deeds it is mentioned in the famous narration about the man hadithul bitaqah a man will come on that day with 99 scrolls all of them filled with sayyat with evil deeds then Allah will say to him أعندك حسنا he will say لا يا ربي or it will be said to him ألك عذر أو حسنا do you have an excuse for all these evil deeds or do you have any good deed he will say لا يا ربي no my lord but then it will be said to him بل لك عندنا حسنا Rather you do have a good deed Then the bitaqah is taken out Written upon it La ilaha illallah So that is put on to the good side of the weighing scale All of his evil deeds on the other side of the weighing scale But the la ilaha illallah One parchment, one scroll It is heavier than all of the scrolls of the evil deeds this indicates the importance of Tawheed, indicates the importance of understanding the Shahada, the very basis of your religion, because the whole of Islam is established upon that. If you do not understand what La ilaha illallah means, you do not know how to practice that, you do not know what to do and what not to do, then the very basis of your religion is not established soundly and on the day of judgment the difference between the people of paradise and the people of hell will be the tawheed and the singling out of Allah with worship the muhidun they will be the people of paradise ahlul jannah and as for the mushrikun then they will be the people of hellfire for indeed Allah stated, Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih That Allah does not forgive that you commit shirk alongside him. So be aware of what the purpose of your life here is. And be aware that everything you do, it will all be in your accountability in the day of judgment. It will all be balanced, every major, every minor thing nothing will be missed on that day and that's why it mentions in the hadith وَإِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيَتَكَلَّمُ بِكَلِمَةِ مِنْ سَخَطِ اللَّهِ 
لا يلقي لها بالا يهوي بها الى جهنم that may be a person he says something minor that is evil though and he doesn't pay any attention to it but that minor thing which he thought was nothing it was evil it was recorded and on the day of judgment when he is held accountable maybe it is that one statement which he thought was so minor that may end up tipping the scales onto the evil side and he ends up being cast into the hellfire so a person needs to guard over his tongue guard over his actions preserve the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the Prophet said, guard over the rights of Allah, the Allah, guard over the rights of Allah, and Allah will guard over you and preserve you. Guard over the rights of Allah, fulfill them. Your worship, your obedience, and Allah will look after you. But as for the person who abandons that, then he will be the one abandoned on the day of judgment. As the Prophet ﷺ said, كُلُّ أُمَّتِي يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ أَبَى قَالُوا وَمَنْ يَأْبَى يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ مَنْ أَطَاعَنِي دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَنْ عَصَانِي فَقَدْ أَبَى That all of my ummah will enter paradise except those who refuse. So they said to the messenger, O messenger, who will possibly refuse? He said, وسلم, those who obey me, then they will enter paradise. But those who disobey me, then they are the ones who are refusing. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to preserve us and to keep us away from being like those who refuse. To make us from those who are in implementation of the Qur'an and the Sunnah in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to make our accountability easy for us on that day.